Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Go ahead, David. I'm sorry. I, I, I know I'm screwing up the whole rundown That's here. That's okay. But, okay. All right. So on MSNBC, somebody floated an idea that I think is really funny as they are dissecting what happened in the midterms as we're still waiting for some of the last results to come in. Apparently it's impossible to count votes at a quicker pace. Um, and anyway, I, I don't even want to... I, I Honestly, I, I don't even want to preview what it is. I'll, I'll just play the audio here for you. Okay. okay. Let me throw out a couple of other names if I can. So you've got Val Demings, right? You're talking about 2024 Democratic Party tickets. Val and Demings. who is this talking again? Uh, that's Claire McClaskill. Right there, no, right? that's not oh, Claire McCaskill. Sound, no. Sounds like her. Uh, Chris Jansing, and I'm not sure who the other person is. I okay. literally just got this before we okay. came on the air. All right. All right. So Val Demings, who got crushed by Marco Rubio in Florida. Correct. 2024 nominee. All right. Okay. Here we go. You've got Liz Cheney, um, Sherry Beasley, Tim Ryan, a top Democrat suggested to me, watch for Tim Ryan in years in the future to run for president. I mean, I, I Tim Ryan, who just lost to J.D. Vance in Ohio. Yeah. So Val Demings, Tim Ryan, Liz Cheney. Yes. As some sort of dream team? Well, they go, they go on. No, no. Do you count these folks out? I, I, is, is, are many of them maybe the right candidate in the wrong state? Well, what about if we, ha- we pair up Liz Cheney and Stacey Abrams and actually start talking about universal voting and election reform? I could see them doing kind of a czar thing with the administration. Right. That's okay. Standing ovation. Yes, right. yes, please, God, do that. <laughs> Let's get- please. Please push for that. That's the oh Republican goodness. dream team right there. <laughs> Liz Cheney and Stacey Abrams. Go, yes, let's do it. They just recycle. Like once they think somebody's got it, you might as well throw Beto in there too. Every loser, Sorry. put him in there. Sorry. Keep running them out. <laughs> This, Holy smokes, man! Sorry, man. It just this is. I saw that clip right before we came on the air, and it made me laugh so hard. The idea of like teaming up Golly. Liz Cheney and Stacey Abrams. <laughs> people, people that we personally like. It's just the voting public doesn't see the greatness that we well, see yet. But give them time; they're the right. They'll can- see it. They're the right candidates, just in the wrong state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their own state hates them, but put them on the national scene, and people will love them. What, right. What, Liz Cheney is going to be a trans New Yorker. Is that what we're talking about now? Stacey Abrams is trans California. <laughs> Why not? I, Bring Kinzinger out there, too. Put them all in the same boat. It's like the misfit toys. These, Start a whole new party. These people think they're smart. I know they do. That's the funniest thing ever. It's, it's crazy to me. Just crazy. Wow. Um, why is it, David, we have to wait and wait and wait on Arizona? Arizona, it seems like, uh, has some trouble counting. I don't know if somebody's missing some fingers and toes or, or what. 
We got uh, some printer issues. Yeah, printer issues at like oh. 70 polling locations in one county. That's a problem. I'm unbelievable. Is somebody going to like run out to, I don't know, Office Max or something and just get some toner? I, seriously, what, what's the problem here? Here's the thing. Carrie Lake had said ahead of time, we want people to trust elections, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know on the national stage, she was called an election denier. It is a threat to democracy. So she's got Harmeet Dillon out there, lawyer. They've got a lot of different lawyers out there to just watch for the shenanigans. This is before Tuesday. Yeah, They're all in place because they think shenanigans may happen. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> something happened with the printing machines. What? But if you bring that up, election denier. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, get it together. From the from the same people who think that uh, record turnout in Georgia meant there was still record voter suppression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not listening to those people anymore because they're. Well, maybe they're you idiots. saw that too. I don't have the clip in front of me, but it was John King on CNN. Hey, if you want to know about the results, of Arizona. Yeah. Okay, don't go online. Don't go on social media. You trust the local officials, and you trust us. Yeah. People that know what's going on. So it's sort of a uh, good news, bad news situation in Arizona, because the bad news, obviously, is that you've got uh, all of these problems, especially in the most populous county, uh, which is Maricopa County, Arizona. Uh, The good news, though, is that all the votes that have yet or not all, but there's a huge amount of votes yet to be tallied were Election Day votes. And that is good news, which is great news for Carrie Lake, the Republican running for governor there. Blake Masters, I don't know. He's got a long yeah, well, that, way to go to make that up. It's possible. Yeah. But it looks like, at least at this point, Gary Lake's going to win. Mm-hmm. Governor. But we'll see about the Senate race there. And Marco Rubio brought up a great point. And we talked a little bit about it. Florida can get it together. They changed a lot of what they did in the past mm-hmm. as far as elections because they were the laughing stock. Yeah. And now it's like it runs very smoothly. You know, later that day, not to mention, remember that hurricane? Yeah. yeah. They got another one hitting now. The devastating hurricane. You would have every excuse to have elections jacked up. Nope. It still ran smoothly. But Arizona, for whatever reason, can't get it done on time. It's very frustrating. Um, well, I might as well get to what the president said yesterday yeah. after the midterms. Well, uh, well, 75% of Americans still think the country is headed in the wrong direction. But now, because the midterms were less bad for Democrats than people thought it would be, Joe Biden is taking this as like a mandate. Uh, and he's not going to change anything about his approach. Okay. What in the next two years do you intend to do differently uh, to change people's uh, opinion of the direction of the country, particularly as you contemplate a run for president in 2024? Nothing, because they're just finding out what we're doing. The more they know about what we're doing, the more support there is. <laughs> when are you going to tell us what you're doing? Right. What? What? So what that is that again? would make me support you. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I suppose what he's saying is, you know, all this stuff and all this money we've pumped in, you just haven't seen all the good things yet. Yeah. I know we've got record inflation right now, and it seems to be getting worse every day. And the people that really know what they're talking about said it's absolutely going to get worse because people are going to start losing their jobs more and more. And then the inflation, I mean, it can take an entire economy down, as we know. Oh, sure. 
Uh, but you just wait till our stuff kicks in. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How about try getting people's names right? Yeah. How about that for something? President-elect you know? Harris took, it, took hers today for the same reason. President-elect? Oh, yeah, that's another thing. That's weird. Is he going to start calling her president again? Because he's done that how many times in a the lot. first year and a half? Like five? Yeah, that, that we know of. But he's planning on running again, even though he keeps calling the vice president the president. Yes. Um, president Harris and I took... Uh... <laughs> right. Of course. Last week, President Harris and I... What? How about get that right first? Know what you're saying. Communicate better. And that's why I asked President Harris to... What? It never ends with him. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I guess you don't need to go back to everything. Maybe we're just now coming around to the idea of who's really running the country. There you go. Maybe that's what he meant. Well, it's not her. It's Klain. President Klain doesn't have the same ring to it, though, I guess. No. Maybe you could get that Auchincloss sauce guy out there. Maybe he could do it. Auchincloss sauce? Where is she? There you go, Jay. He, she, sauce, Auchincloss sauce. Yeah, people trust me. President, of course they do. President Klain sounds like something in, uh, in the Star Trek universe, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I am President Klain. <laughs> Captain Picard. <laughs> With a side of Auchincloss sauce. Yes. Mmm. Mmm. Good. I'm a doctor, Jim, not a linguist. Okay. <laughs> he said a lot of things yesterday that had people scratching their heads, David. Well, yeah, well, Joe Biden was asked about the war in Ukraine and whether or not he now supports peace talks between Russia and Ukraine that might involve Ukraine giving up some territory. He got a little bit defensive. Like, well, I never said that we weren't on board with that. Okay, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that. And then he got the wrong country again. Again? Yeah. I didn't have any in mind. Uh, you have asked the question whether or not, if I recall, whether or not what would happen if, in fact, after these, this, uh, I, I think the context is that Jeez. whether or not they're pulling back from Fallujah. And, the, I mean, from the... The Kyrgyzstan, the, the city of Kyrgyzstan, and they're coming back across the river to the eastern side of the river, the Russian forces. And I said, what's going to happen is they're going to all both lick their wounds, decide whether yeah. what they're going to do over the winter and decide whether or not they're going to compromise. Mm -hmm. You tell me what he just said. Well, I, I will just say this. I will give him some credit here in that at least when he said or he confused a city in Ukraine with Fallujah, Iraq. Mm -hmm. um, at least he didn't stop and say, I've got Fallujah on the mind because that's where my son died in combat. Well, that, okay. All right, okay. That's good. That's at a least good positive did, attitude. He, that's gross. He is no longer claiming that his son was killed in Iraq. And this time when he confused Iraq and Ukraine, he didn't bring Afghanistan in. No. So that's also growth. That's true. And there was no way we were ever going to unite Ukraine. I mean, it's going to be Iraq, <laughs> Afghanistan. You see? No way That's that gross. was going to happen. Okay. Uh, you get We're three counting strikes. the wins You today. get three strikes. <laughs> the universal law rule. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Filed a couple back and... <laughs> well, he was, he was hitting like 113, and now he's <laughs> just closing in on 200. Okay. Yes. It's like he's finally found the secret. Okay. Some would say the secret sauce. Auchincloss sauce? No, the secret sauce. <laughs> Close, though. Good try. Golly. Um, David, you wanted to bring up a point about the popular vote. 
And this is interesting. Yeah, it is. And, and again, look, uh, this is right now more of a moral victory than anything else. I'm fully aware that this doesn't have an impact uh, right now on the outcome of different elections in, like, Arizona, Nevada, et cetera, right? But Republicans are winning the House popular vote by about, I think it's now almost 7%, just barely ahead in uh, the race for control over the House of Representatives, or at least it looks like they're on their way to controlling the House of Representatives. Again, this is only a data point, but it, you know, it doesn't matter for the control of Congress, but it's a very interesting data point because Democrats are claiming that the midterms proved they're really popular. Hold your horses, guys. Y'all talk about the popular vote all the time, and you're losing by a lot. That's so true. It's like keep that in mind before or when you're starting to think about two years from now. Again, doesn't have an effect today, obviously. Right. But it should be guiding what Democrats do in the in, in, in the future. But that being said, they're not going to because, well, they're bad people and they're not all that bright. We just remember the most votes in the history of the country went to Joe Biden. Right. And just respect that 81 million and don't forget. <laughs> no it. one not done. Yeah. The history books will notice. <laughs> OK, they're the only party talking about not to not. Mm hmm. So put that in your not to not and smoke it. OK. A lot to get through today. Um, okay, this report that Trump was blaming Melania for the Dr. Oz loss. Is there something to that? Is that true? You got to get to that story. And a whole lot of updates today. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, big question. Is the Trumpster still going to make his big announcement on November 15th? Well, don't really know for sure what the announcement is. You know, we assume it is he's announcing he's running for president. But yes, could be something else. Could be my idea. The old, you know, reality show GOP primary for 2024. You want to win the primary? You got to earn the big bucks from Trump. I wish that were it, but I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. But my question is, is there going to be an announcement at all? Oh, I think so. I, I think he's kind of doubled down on this. Okay. Because the word is his advisors are saying, don't do it. Wait. Wait for any announcement until after the Georgia runoff between Warnock and Herschel Walker. And, man, even some of the, his closest people in the past are out on cable news saying, yes, I would wait. Oh, yeah. Kaylee McEnany, his old uh, press secretary, uh, said, yeah, he should wait. Till after the midterms, just just or after everything gets settled. Yeah, and another advisor last night on Fox was saying the same thing. And then there's that report that Trump was really ticked off that Dr. Oz lost to John Fetterman, which, yeah, I understand. That's an embarrassing defeat. But he was blaming Melania for picking Dr. Oz. Yeah. Do you think that's true? That's what sources were she saying. was she was encouraging him to campaign for and endorse Dr. Oz. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. Trump wasn't going to do it on his own. That was the take. That's the way mm. I understood it. Yeah. David. I don't know if that's I mean, is he looking to like blame other people for anything that may have failed with his support? Probably. I don't know what what the conversations were, although I will say on the campaign trail for Dr. Oz, he seemed rather enthusiastic. Yeah. 
You know, I understand that a lot of people thought Oz was a bad candidate. And that there may be something to that. But the way he handled, handled the Fetterman situation, I thought was really good. Yeah. Well, Because I didn't think he, he could have gone after a lot of different things. He yeah. didn't. He stuck to the issues. I mean, in that debate, I thought he did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know he did well because media was making things up like he was purposefully speaking too fast to confuse John Fetterman. So you know he did well. <laughs> yes, that is I mean, so I, true. I, I mean, yeah, when those, when those takes come out, then you know that, okay, they got nothing on substance. They've got nothing, so they're going to try to make something up on style. So, and I, I, don't, I don't know how bad of a candidate Dr. Oz really was, and I do wonder, uh, you know, for him to win, it looked like you would need a split-ticket vote going on. Like someone votes for Josh Shapiro, the, the governor-elect now, Mm-hmm. Uh, and then cross over to vote for the Republican Senate candidate. And that's, yeah. there's not a lot of people that do that. And so if you have a guy like Doug Mastriano, who did not enjoy a lot of support, if people are voting, you know, a lot of times they'll just go Dem, 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 or Republican, Republican, Republican. And so it's hard to get a lot of split votes and win an election. So I do wonder how much Mastriano dragged Oz down. Yeah, it's hard to tell, man. Yeah. And Those then, of course, and we'll get into this a little bit later. You hear the talk all over the place about DeSantis or Trump mm-hmm. and which is the way forward as far as the GOP is concerned. Are you surprised it's flipped so fast in favor of DeSantis? Well, DeSantis yeah. has the receipts, man. Yeah, That win was big. Do you want to win yeah. elections? Okay. But all of a sudden, the conversation has changed. I mean, the thing with DeSantis is it wasn't a, a one-hit wonder. It was up and down the ticket. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody came along for the ride. And then this other piece of information in exit polling, 70% of single women voted Democrat in the midterms. Wow. And there could be a lot of reasons why. But what do you do if you're the GOP to try to tackle that next go around? It's a really interesting yeah. question. There's a lot of different things you can do, but of things you need to stay away from. Who knows? And Elon Musk. Did you hear what Biden said about Musk yesterday? We got to get to that straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. So President Biden's student debt forgiveness plan could see their monthly payments drop up to $300 a month in the coming weeks. But nice. get this, what? 73% say they actually plan to spend that extra cash on travel and dining out. Wow. Really? Fantastic. Really? Yes. You mean they're not going to diligently put that towards their skyrocketing student debt? That's suffocating them? Is that what you're telling me? And keeping them from moving on with life? Yes. Yeah, yeah we, everybody was selling the whole college bailout thing as like, well, now they can go buy a home for the first time. Or they can, you know, move to a different uh, part of town and... Oh, no, they're they're going to do, go do cool stuff after spending a few years in college doing cool stuff. Well, I guess you could also make the argument because of inflation. Yeah. Uh, they can't afford a home anyway. Right. Might as well drink up, go to brunch. <laughs> Enjoy. You wanted this. You got it. Congratulations. Just please tip your waiters because they're paying for it. That is true. No doubt about it. Right, well, they might have the debt, too, because they went and got their degree in what was it, David? <laughs> Oh, it's uh, it's uh, a lesbian basket weaving 
theory. Dance theory. Yeah. Yes. But, man, they can talk your ear off about that. Oh, and that's sure they worth, can. Well, something. Yeah. There ought to be rates in these hotels, though. Student loan debt forgiveness rates. Got to be like three times higher than everybody else. <laughs> you got the money now. Right. <laughs> we gave it to you. Okay. Joe Biden talked about Elon Musk yesterday because he was asked about it. Yeah. Well, How does this make sense? Well, the president thinks it might be worth investigating Elon Musk because he bought Twitter. And he had investors from <gasps> foreign nations. The, you know oh, something about that. Oh, no. Reporter asked him whether or not this is a national security threat. <laughs> He's laughing. I think that Elon Musk's yeah. mm-hmm. cooperation and or yeah. technical relationships with other countries uh, is worthy of being looked at. Whether or not he is doing anything inappropriate. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. The video, I'll just try to paint it, of Robbins listening to this is what makes it so entertaining in the studio. (laughs) You're running out of patience. You're rolling your eyes. Come on. Just get to it already. All right, here's, there's only like 10 seconds left. He is doing anything inappropriate. I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that it's worth being looked at. Um, and uh, um, and uh, but that's all what? I'll say. <laughs> Dude, isn't that just the audio equivalent of watching a skinny guy try to move a giant couch? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, just... or a fat guy putting on a swimsuit. <laughs> it, it's okay. Stunning. I want to say this real quick. It's I'm still stunning. getting over this thing, and every time I laugh, I cough. So I'm trying yeah. not to laugh. You guys make it very difficult. <laughs> All I can see is me at age 22 trying to push that couch and Joe struggling through that sentence. Oh no! Oh no! The welcome mat stuck underneath. What do we do? It's like, you, sorry. He, like midway through, he pushes pause and yeah. waits a second. It's loading, loading. It's loading, loading, loading. And then he re- somebody it's, releases the pause button. It's almost like he's been coached yeah. to yeah. really think before you speak on some yeah. things. And now it's like overdone or something. And he's the one talking about, you know, looking into Elon Musk and foreign investments. Unreal. And, and you're you're dumb kid. I mean, geez. right. And oh, you, yeah. Bob Alinsky's got a question in the back. Hey. Yeah, we'll get to the rest of that conversation Golly. later. We want to get to the disinformation reporter at NBC. Who is that? Yeah, uh, NBC's disinformation reporter, Ben Collins, is this bedwetter who's, I mean, dude, he lives online all the time. And he, okay. he's the guy he always looks like he's about to break down crying. Always. Whenever okay. he talks about this. Uh, is he a dark-haired guy? Yeah, dark-haired, younger Silver yep. Spoon guy. I mean, yep. he's a trust fund kid. I know who you're talking it, about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there, there's another reason, he says, that Republicans underpor- underperformed in the midterms. Oh, okay. Roll it. We should have factored this in a little bit more before, the, before people started voting, I think. There is a large section of the Trump base that simply does not want to vote anymore. They just want to get violent. Um, and maybe those people didn't show up. What? Just a large portion of the Trump base that just wants violence in the streets. 
This is what any receipts on that? No. This is what happened. I mean, it's one thing if you're looking at like what happened in the runoff in Georgia last time around. And a lot of people were thinking, well, why why bother voting? Because it's all rigged. I mean, I think you can make that argument, but they weren't saying, well, we're just going to take to the streets and violence. No. I mean, that that that's not they are honestly, this is just milking the Capitol riot for everything it's worth. And trying to convince people that because people pop off on 4chan or whatever, some losers on on the internet, you know, talk big about a civil war that that represents real life. It doesn't. Oh, they just scare people. Yeah, they do it all the time. My gosh, seriously, I we talk to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Okay, some that vote Democrat, you know, a lot that vote Republican, and within that group. There's a wide array of opinions on a whole lot of different things. Do you know anybody that said, you know what, I'm not going to vote? It, it doesn't do any good. None. We need to, we no. need to overthrow the government. No. I, no. I don't know who it is. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. It'd be nice to give some sort of example. Like, <laughs> hey, we found this online something. Yeah. There's, there's never anything. Okay. Saturday Night Live went, uh, is this overly woke or just flat-out racist? I think it's racist. Saturday Night Live writers are apparently boycotting a black comedian. Why? Oh, it, it, well, it's Dave Chappelle. That'll tell you <gasps> oh. what it is. Yeah, Dave, Dave Chappelle is apparently going to be hosting uh, in the next few weeks. And, well, Dave, Dave, he's hateful and transphobic. We don't want to write anymore. Now, both NBC and Dave Chappelle's people have said, uh, we don't see any indication of a boycott, but uh, Page Six was reporting that, that there are a couple of writers who are playing stompy foot on this, and there's some non-binary cast member that we're all supposed to care about who has remained silent on the issue. Cannot oh, good. Wait. Then let Chappelle do 90 minutes of stand-up. It'll be funnier than anything you jackasses Absolutely. are going to put on anyway. Go ahead. Excellent take, Robbins. Love it. I'm serious. I know you are, and I 100% agree with you. I'm so Seri- sick of this. We're not going to. We, we, we are going to boycott. Well, then go. Bye. Let Elon Musk run that place for about two days. That is so simple. But you think about that. Has Saturday Night Live, like in the last, I don't know how many years, been as funny as 115 minutes of Dave Chappelle? No, no not even close. No. Not even or 90 close. minutes? No, not no. even close. Split it up. Give Bill Burr and 45 and you take 45. Have a nice day. I've never been in the comedy scene, but I always thought comedians are always pushing the edges. Right? Yeah. Really pushing the envelope. They are. I mean, saying the things that nobody else will say, but you think. And it's edgy. It's all those things. And now it's, well, th- that, that part, though, hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Well, most of us, if you watch a comedy show, there's going to be something in there that hits closer to home than the rest. And you're like, well, yeah, that's kind of true. Or, uh, I don't know if I agree with that, but that's part of it, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. it should be. Well, uh, And you, now there's a group of people that are so wounded, yeah. you can't ever talk about that. No, sorry, get over yourself. You got Jimmy Kimmel cutting ads for politicians. I mean, come on, man. That guy. It, it, well, he's a load. I mean, he's a complete load. He's. Do you consider him a comedian? He considers himself one, I that's think. That's fine. That and guy's he still a shill. is listed as comedian Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. 
I mean, he's not, but I mean, it's. It, but no. I mean, if I'm Chappelle, I may have. I may have gone. You know what? Screw you. Well, yeah, I don't need this. But I think in his mind, and tell me if I'm wrong, David, the way you take it, if he does that, then they win. I, I agree with you. I think yeah. that's his take too. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't even know if he thinks about it in those terms. I think it's more like, well, nobody's telling me that to my face, so it can't be all that serious. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, something else to get to. I don't know if you saw this or not. <laughs> Hot college students' grades dropped once remote learning happened. <laughs> well, I, it, and it works I, yeah. both ways. I had not thought about that, but yeah. I'll bet that did happen. Yeah, because they couldn't give a winning smile to the professor. Right. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Once remote learning happened, people that were used to getting better grades that are just better looking people, and of course it was only in the classes that there was a lot of interaction yeah. with the professor. That's what they talked about. Yeah, they noticed that their grades dropped. Okay, so what's your takeaway from that? Just that that piece of news. That that's a that's actually a solid life lesson for yeah. beautiful people. When it your is. looks are no longer a factor, you're gonna have to get by on personality and smarts. You better <laughs> and, develop them while you're still hot. Right. Well, that audio we played the other day of that girl. Has to get up at 6 o'clock or 8 o'clock or whatever, go to work. And why should she have to work? She's too pretty to work. Yeah, and she's not. And, and, but they believe it. Yeah. Yes, they do. They do believe that. Well, I remember the old joke, I mean, when the girls wore a dress. It's test day. Oh. Remember that? I mean, you. I clearly remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that as much. Yeah. But, you know, and you're going back, you know, 20 years now. You know, friends of ours that worked in, you know, whether it was the radio business, the TV business, on the sales end. Yeah. I knew certainly if some ladies, it wasn't just one, it was a few, uh -huh. that if it was, um, you know, a bigger deal that they wanted to get done, they had their, quote, closing outfits. This is the outfit I used to close. I bought advertising from them, and I worked there. <laughs> 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 oh yeah I guess you don't want to go down history road here huh no <laughs> I did buy some advertising as I recall oh my goodness yeah there's a lot to get to um, oh gun control bill passed in Oregon yeah. David has that and much more straight ahead Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I just happened to see this at Daily Wire. They were talking about CNN. Paul Begala, he's a political analyst. He's been around forever. He's talking about Biden never wavering from his initial claim that he was going to run again in 24. And Begala said, why wouldn't he? You have to ask somebody else. I think he's doing a great job. I'm kind of a Biden guy. I like what he's doing. And <laughs> okay, to take that. Yeah. Okay. But then you had Bakari Seller saying, well, somebody's going to primary him. And, and they couldn't believe it. Like, you mean like a serious candidate? He's going to get primaried, isn't he? 
Honestly, it it I think it totally depends on what the environment is and who's running and whether or not uh, Biden has successfully you know launched enough investigations into Donald Trump to prevent him from having any influence. Yeah, a lot of things are going to have to come into uh, come into play here. But if the big wait money- a second, there was going to be a New York Times piece that was going to come out that everyone was saying the guy can't do it anymore because yeah. he's lost his mind. Well, you know what? You know, you see that the midterms was less bad than they were thinking it would be and maybe the dogs get called off that's what i was thinking too i was thinking the same thing like he's not going to step in it again well they his governor and when he'd be free k the free care like that's not going to stop he'll step in it again because that's the world he lives in yes wow he just did the other day again well we have more of it coming up a little bit later. yeah i mean it doesn't take long all right let's get to oregon david yeah uh, well, I, I told you, man, buy guns and buy ammo, <laughs> plant the crisis garden and get right with Jesus. Well, the first part, I hope you get it done soon. Uh, Oregon voters are projected now to approve uh, gun control initiative measure 114, barely. But it looks like this has been uh, projected to be successful here. 50.8% of the vote approved it. And one of the notable measures in this is that it bans uh so-called high-capacity magazines, which is anything over 10, which is not high-capacity. If you, if you own a handgun, especially. No, it's not. 10 is like bare minimum for most people who go and buy a semi-automatic handgun. Um, so that, yeah. Uh, also, it, it winds up giving law enforcement the power to decide who gets uh, a, a carry permit, things like that. You'll get a permit for five years, or that's good for five years. A lot of local police departments are are saying, how are we supposed to enforce this? Because I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of our departments are understaffed as it is. Yep. What are we supposed to do now? Investigate all our neighbors? Uh, neighbors? Uh, Lynn County Sheriff already has come out and said we're not enforcing really any of this. So there's going to be lawsuits. Um, so hopefully it'll get overturned. But uh, to gun store owners in the state of Oregon, limber up. It's going to be a busy couple months. Well, you're not kidding. <laughs> People are going to be wanting their guns now. Wow. Uh, on a much lighter note, I just happened to see this. You know, we're looking at news all the time, and then you'll see there's different entertainment-type news. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Mayer is dating someone new. Of course he is because he's John Mayer. Mayer. Yeah. Robbins, you've talked a lot about John Mayer Dude. in your lifetime. Yeah. Okay, I'm just asking the question. He's 45. Yeah. Um, he's dating 22-year-old Kiernan Shipka. Yeah. And, okay, and I don't know why she is a star, but she is. Okay, that okay? Or is that like, it's getting creepy, John? John. There are no rules in John Mayer's life right. for dating. There are no rules. So you don't look at John in this and say, John. It's John Mayer. 22, he, he jumps off the top rope of love every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that before. (laughs) Have you ever heard that one, David? No, I have not. Jumping off the top rope of love. That sounds like a John Mayer (laughs) lyric, honestly. It does. (laughs) On the name of an album. So it's not like you'd say, hey, man, the guy's dated, whatever. But now 22, that doesn't creep you out a little? Like, dude. The other thing, she looks like she's more like 18. It's not like 22 looking like 29. You know what I mean? Okay, maybe... Let's just go with the Robins. He's John Mayer. No rules. <laughs> the top rope of love. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on. Where do you want to start, David? Well, well, inflation. I mean, inflation is obviously uh, still on top of everybody's minds right now. Uh, we got a new report out that shows, yeah, it's running way too hot. A little lower than expected, but still, you know, as we get into the winter months, people's heating bills are going to go up, and it's going to be same old, same old. Here we go. Um, and, again, you know, as we have the busy holiday shopping uh, season coming up, uh, we also have a situation where we are critically low on diesel supplies, which means that all those trucks that take things from point A to point B are paying more mm-hmm. and more and more for gas, uh, which that's sort of the underreported story. I know everybody, you know, most people drive regular unleaded, and so the diesel prices aren't necessarily top of mind for everybody, but it's huge right now. I wouldn't suggest doing this. Um, if you happen to, you know, come across something, it's sort of like a history class of what inflation has done to different countries mm-hmm. throughout history. I mean, if you're a history buff, you could check it out. I wouldn't suggest it for Robbins. No. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, because we are all sort of conditioned to hear inflation and know, okay, this is going to be a long stretch uh, and this is really going to suck for a while. And sometimes it's way worse than that. You see it throughout history. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I'm preparing for the hellscape. Yeah. Well, the, the president has no real answer for it. And again, it, when it all comes down to fuel, the answer is obvious. Uh, you go on a deregulation spree, make some of these non-profitable or yeah. unprofitable uh, refineries profitable again. Do it. Encourage that investment. But they're not going to do it. Uh, no. Instead, he's back to blaming oil companies. Because he's in bed with all the green people. That's where the investments are. They're not going to do it, man. Um, But what I can't do is I can't guarantee that um, we're going to be able to uh, get rid of inflation. But I do think we can. We've we've already brought down the price of gasoline about $1.20 a gallon across the board. And I think that the... the, the, uh, the oil companies are really doing the nation a real disservice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, he went on to explain what the big disservice was. Okay. In the past, if they had done the two things that they have done before, one, invest in more refineries and producing more product. Do you want to do this every time, David? Go ahead. Why, why would you? You know why so many refineries on the West Coast have shut down? And some of this isn't necessarily federal, but also state regulations have made it not profitable to make to 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 refine the product. Well, they should just do it out of the goodness of their heart. They're not going to do that. No. Nope. Why would you do that? Of course. Yes, but he just keeps throwing this crap out there. And or passing on the rebates to the gas stations, or you know, they sell the oil at a cheaper rate than they have to than they are selling it now not taking advantage wait a second i thought he blamed the gas stations before so now they're doing okay now it's not their yeah. fault now it's, it's not the their oil fault. companies yeah okay 
All right. And that lowers the price of the total gallon of gas because that gets passed on. So there, there's a whole lot of things it's that we be can okay, do. Scott. Uh, that are that are difficult to do, but we're going to continue to push to do them. It's going to be all right, man. <sighs> right now, Van Camp brings us audio like that, okay, just to make you stronger and tougher, okay? How do you ever get stronger or tougher? You have to go through adversity and go through pain, and that's what he's doing to you right now. He's, he's, that's iron sharpening iron right there. Yeah. In the words of the great philosopher P. Rose, I'm going through hell in a gasoline suit. <laughs> Just hearing that clip? It's, it, it, I know. You know what I mean? I mean, yes. it's, it's all wordy. It's the same crap. Nonsense. Yes. Well, at least know this. And I know, especially for people on cable news, and they talk about this stuff all the time, it's like they want to have this big takeaway from the midterms, and it wasn't so bad. It wasn't that red wave, and that that means you know Biden can still lead, and he's going to run in twenty four. And people like what he's doing. No, people hate politicians, both yeah. sides. That's what we find out. They're not quite sure where to go. John Fetterman won for crying out yeah. loud. See, that's <laughs> this is the one, right? I mean, isn't this the one? I mean, you can talk about the other stuff and Trump endorsed, and that was the problem, and. John Fetterman freaking won. Yes. How does this happen? I understand again. I mean, how? How Democrats, <laughs> excuse me, voted for him. I don't understand independence. I don't, that that I cannot. I don't, I, I don't for the life of me understand this. But you have some of these people that the takeaway is not, hey, the, Dr. Oz didn't quite, um, appeal to a certain type of voter in Pennsylvania. It's not that some of these people, the takeaway is you look at Fetterman, that he could be president. Yeah. Did you see this? Tucker Carlson was was joking about that. Why not run him for president? And then he was alerted during his show. No, MSNBC is actually saying. Yeah. Yeah. Katie Turner. I saw it. Yeah. She, she floated the idea that maybe he could be a force in national politics down the road. Listen to this. Fetterman as a nominee at some point for president. Um, I know there's some variables, obviously. <laughs> but just a few. Just a few. <laughs> but I just, you know, it, it, what he did in the, in the super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump. I mean, it just makes, it makes you wonder about his future. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. That, that guy without the cover... I, I truly do believe this as well. And there are a lot more things at play in Pennsylvania politics overall, which is one of the most head-scratching political landscapes in America. Mm -hmm. Any On a good day, yeah. um, even take out this past election, take that out of the equation. But the other thing is, if national media had not covered for him the way they did, and just saying, well, at that debate with Dr. Ross, he had a few struggles but then editing all of the clips to make it sound like he, he was better off than he actually is. If he runs a national campaign, they're not going to be able to get away with that. You say that, but then you look at Biden. <laughs> right. That, well, that's true. It is. It's remarkable. It is, Listen, it's, man. It is head scratching. I could make the argument that... <laughs> It's not John Fetterman that might have a future. It's the hoodie. I'm not even joking with that. It's part of the dude. Well, see, he looks like the, the every the everyday guy that goes to work. He, he look at the hoodie. 
the hoodie got more <laughs> accolades than anything that guy said. Yeah. He looks like one of the voters. He resonates. It's not what he said. You couldn't understand what he said. Goodness gracious. Isn't Kevin McCarthy's Dude. getting fitted for a hoodie right now? <laughs> he would look like a fraud in a hoodie. He couldn't pull it off, dude. Yeah. There are certain guys in that party that could. I think J.D. Vance even could. But not Kevin McCarthy. No, I don't see that happening. But, dude, just for old time's sake, with Fetterman, in that debate, asked about fracking because he got caught flip-flopping. It, it was so simple in 2018. No, you, no fracking. Right. None. And then he comes and he's stumbling through, I'm for fracking and I like fracking and fracking's good. And yeah. then there's the follow-up. And this is not edited. There is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. That guy won. He won. He won. Admit it. We all felt sorry for him the next day. And saying, how could his family, how could anybody put him out there to humiliate himself like that? And he freaking won. Wow. Okay. And that wife was standing right next to him. Of course. Yes. Beaming. The wind beneath his wings. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. We have a clip of Joe Biden. Yeah. Is this Fetterman-esque? What is this? Well, it is. Well, you know, you talk about, you know, we laugh at the idea of a guy with brain damage becoming president. And, well, we already have one. So it's not that much of a leap for national media to go, hey, you know, John Fetterman, that guy, sharp as a tack. This is from yesterday. Joe Biden asked about the nuclear threat from Russia and potentially China. Roll it. Um, you've seen the threats from uh, President Putin about the use of his nuclear you remember forces. how you all went after me when I said that was real? What? And, and what, what in your view happened? Do you think he, he backed off because of that? No, no, I'm just saying. I just, I just found it interesting that uh, Biden's being a popular, a a a a Biden's being an extremist. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it turns out you all are writing about it now. Kind of fascinating. <laughs> what was he trying to say? <laughs> Apocalyptic, I believe. Paka, paka, haka, paka, that was the word. <laughs> and then he just gave up and said extremist. Yes, exactly. Okay, uh, it makes sense Nobody now. actually said that he was wrong. They said it was irresponsible for a dude at a closed-door fundraiser to be saying, oh, yeah, we're facing nuclear annihilation. Right. Yes. Being a popular, a Biden's being an extremist. Apocary, yes. something like I don't know. Apocary. <laughs> <laughs> what? You got to laugh. Yes. You got to. You do. Words that sound like they fit, but they don't. Apothecary. <laughs> and then, <laughs> now I'm just seeing this. As Van Camp sends me, you know, different audio clips, it actually says a cop, a cop, a cop, a uh, extreme. And <laughs> <laughs> spelled out even funnier. Being a popular, Yeah, you know the thing. Yeah, that thing, yeah. That thing, yeah. Dave, what's the story with the British dude and oh. the eggs? Yeah, there, there's a climate change activist named uh, oh. Patrick Tellwell. He threw a bunch of eggs at the king and queen of England. 
Now he's been banned from carrying eggs in public. That's part of, that's part of it. We need Damn. common sense egg control in the UK. Now, 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 the word is, and I don't know if this is true, but the word is that egg rights activists are scrambling their resources. But to be, I give it to you, man. That I was mean, really to, good. To, to be fair, it's not his first egg-related offense. He was once arrested for poaching. Now, I will say just one final update to this story. Yes. <laughs> to stop the scourge of egg violence, British police are introducing a new policy called Stop and Whisk. Yeah! <laughs> All right, that's you the know, only reason I brought this story to the I table. I was like, I don't know what this story is, but I, I'm glad you brought it to the table because we needed it. That was really good. Exactly. <laughs> Climate change, it's a paka kaka paka kaka whatever. You know. Okay. <laughs> News update and another Biden esque saying straight ahead. All right, then. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update David Van Camp. I, who I, embarrassed themselves? Oh, it's Eric Swalwell. You know, the guy who is most known for allegedly farting on live TV. And then also came to fame uh, because he was, well, intimately uh, involved with the Chinese spy who worked for him. Yeah, I tend to think of the Chinese spy before the farting, but either way. Yeah, either way. Uh, So, uh, you know, a lot of Republicans are talking about, and especially ones that were successful in the midterm elections, have been talking about parental rights when it comes to, you know, parents having a say in what their kids are taught in school. Right. Yeah. About, you know, doctors and counselors talking to them about all the trans stuff. And they and Republicans have really latched onto this and they've done a great job in a lot of places doing this. I think that's one of the big takeaways from the Florida elections as well. Protect uh, kids. Yes. Parents like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Eric Swalwell yeah, was reacting that. to a quote from South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, who said, we are putting parents back in charge of kids uh, of their Sorry, we are putting parents back in charge of their kids' education. Eric Swalwell weighed in, saying, Please tell me what I'm missing here. What are we doing next? Putting patients in charge of their own surgeries? Clients in charge of their own trials? When did we stop trusting experts? This is so stupid. And I'm not the first one to point this out, but uh, you patients are in charge of their own surgeries. Uh, yeah. And clients in a courtroom are in charge of their own trials. Yeah, attorneys are beholden to them. Yeah. They don't have to take their attorney's advice. Yeah, this feels like a whole longer conversation. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. Sometimes I'll do that. But this whole thought of we always have to follow the, quote, experts, yeah. Yeah. we've been conditioned to do that. Yeah. And that's why all the time you'll hear people from academia say, yes, but fill in the person's name, expert, said this. Yeah. And we're all just supposed to take it as gospel. Well, if we've learned anything over the last few years. You can't do that. Well, the one thing to remember, if you don't like your doctor or lawyer, you can fire him and go elsewhere. Yeah. Dummy. <laughs> By the way, I said I had another clip of Biden. This is over a year old. I yeah. I was sent this. It was, it was like the time Biden said, my butt's been wiped. Right. And I yeah. said, what? Yeah, David and I played that. You were on vacation. Yeah. So I looked it up, and sure enough, first week of August, 2021. You were gone. Yep. 
Did you know that Reuters did a fact check on this? The butt's been wiped? Yes, <laughs> yeah. because it, it was obvious he didn't say that. People were joking, but Snopes and Reuters, they yeah. did a fact check. Hey, people are saying my butt's been wiped. He didn't say that. Are you telling me his butt hasn't been wiped? I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's riding dirty. <laughs> but the whole clip, and it does. It's so When you hear it, you can't help but laugh <laughs> because the question, <laughs> the question <laughs> is from ABC reporter Molly Nagel. Okay, it was uploaded on the Hill and saying, does immigration need to be in reconciliation? Must it be in reconciliation? And then the answer. Does immigration need to be in reconciliation? Must it be in reconciliation? My butt's been wiped. <laughs> it does kind of sound like he says, my butt's been wiped. <laughs> it does. You can't unhear it once you hear it. And I, I knew it would make Robbins I, and I laughing today. I can't hear anything else. <laughs> my butt's been wiped. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I like that there's a fact check on that, though. It just shows you how unserious people take a meme. I know. Although now I do believe that Joe Biden's butt has not, in fact, been wiped. (laughs) And he's forget about the red wave. He's riding a brown wave right now. (laughs) The the best part of the fact check, Biden then appears to respond, what must be what or what's been what? While his phrase is not entirely clear, Reuters was able to confirm Biden did not say, my butt's been wiped. My butt's been wiped. (laughs) No, I heard it. He did. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. (laughs) Biggest story of the day today, David. Uh, I mean, it's... My butt's been wiped. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, It's like I have a new toy. I think it's that we're, we're still waiting... Uh, to see what the results are in Nevada and Arizona. Obviously, Georgia, the Senate race there, is going to be heading towards a runoff. Um, but apparently, Arizona will be counting votes again in about, like, I don't know. Uh, they'll, they'll, they're going to take the weekend off and come back on Monday. Not really. I mean, they're hopefully they think maybe they'll be able to have more clarity tonight or tomorrow morning. Okay. That's crazy, man. Yeah. It really is. Oh, one thing Biden did say yesterday, it's going to be fun to watch Trump and DeSantis run against each other. We'll get to that and much more. Straight ahead. (laughs) The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot of people are talking about DeSantis, Trump, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen in the future. Biden was talking about that yesterday. Yeah, well, he was asked about the prospect of a Trump versus DeSantis primary and then who would be the bigger threat to him in 2024. (laughs) We already know that. Go ahead. Who do you think would be the tougher competitor, Ron DeSantis or former President Trump? And how is that factoring into your decision? It'll be fun watching them take on each other. Did he ever answer the question? Uh, no, I just said it'd be fun watching them take take on each other. And boy, that's true because Donald could weaken DeSantis enough. How so? You mean, I mean if DeSantis made his way out of it then? Yeah. Weaken him enough that Biden could beat him? Yeah, potentially. I, I don't know that that's baked in. I think many other Republicans, that would be baked in. Uh, but with DeSantis, I mean, he got enough crossover votes in, in Florida that if that translates nationwide, it's fine. If, if like, 10% of uh, the Trump-only crowd were to just leave, 
mm-hmm. I think he would make up ground elsewhere. I mean, dude, he Ron DeSantis won post grads. Yep, that's hard to it's, do for a Republican. It really is. It's like all these different demographics that haven't been seen before. You know, it's weird you mentioned that, and it's weird the question came up because, I mean, I, again, this is all anecdotal, but of the the volume of of mail I got or of of emails I got or whatever from people, our listeners from around the country, the overall theme was I've had enough of Donald Trump. I, I appreciate for what he did, but mm-hmm. I, I can't do this anymore with him. And I'm wondering if he does start to shred on DeSantis if this doesn't turn around and bite him. Yeah, I mean, I mean DeSantis is Robin's wildly up on Facebook, popular. You yeah. know, that we asked that the other day. We should yeah. probably ask it again um, because there's a lot of talk about it. And you felt this turning for a while. Yeah. But, I mean, it was huge after Tuesday. It was. And, I mean, the betting markets flipped in yeah. about five hours' time. It was wild to see that happen, and that, that was likely to be the next president because it was around 32% Trump, maybe 16% DeSantis, and then it flipped after Tuesday night. And I'm just noticing anecdotally different people coming out saying different things. Candace Owens did a whole piece from Daily Wire about how she's starting to rethink Trump. And it's a longer story that we don't need to get into, but she was very much a supporter. I think still is to a degree, but she had interviewed him and, you know, she credits Donald Trump with turning her, her whole political view around. She did a 180 politically because, you know, in her words, it was funny for me to read this last night because we just talked about this yesterday, Mm -hmm. how at different times when you honestly follow news every day you're like holy smokes these legacy outlets lie every day mm-hmm. and she was talking about that and credited trump with helping to open her eyes but through time and she had made a statement about trump that really wasn't disparaging but the headline was and he took that headline to then criticize her and her point was wait a second Someone that supported you all through this, you didn't even check to see what I really said, and the source was the Daily Beast? That's not cool, I'm paraphrasing. Right, I I know, I get it. Well, the whole sanctimonious thing, too, turned a lot of people off. I was like, come on, really, man? Oh, yeah. Ron sanctimonious. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, this in a lot of different places, and I mean, I don't think it's out of the ordinary for the Wall Street Journal to run some opinion pieces that say it's you know his time is over and then they had the piece from mike pence former vice president which is part of his book that talks about his last few days with the president and his it's like his story that maybe he hadn't told yet of all the different people that were trying to influence him to not (laughs) to somehow do something he didn't thought he could he could do because of the constitution yeah and it gets really technical and we've gone over this several times, and David, you've said it many times. Legally, he couldn't do it. Yeah, what I mean, he was being asked to do. There was the thought that he could somehow stop the certification of the election, and he didn't. He didn't have the authority to do that. You know, it, it's kind of it, you know he presides over the the counting of the votes and the and the yay or nay. He presides over that. But yeah, on January sixth of twenty twenty one, he didn't have the authority to just say no. I'm not doing. 
Yeah. And then it tells the conversations they had after, like on January 11th, and going forward from there. And, you know, it's interesting. And it, as much as you wouldn't think it was even possible, it didn't seem to end on that bad of a term between the two. No, never. I didn't, I didn't think so, but. But Pence is pretty gracious, yeah. to be honest, because he, he got thrown under the bus in a huge way. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Um, so you wonder if this is it, especially after Tuesday, I mean, I, with I, so many right. candidates that Trump got behind that ended up losing. And I don't necessarily think it was his fault. I mean, I think there was a lot of bad things going on for some of these candidates to overcome, but a lot of them were novice candidates, and a lot of them uh, perhaps weren't great candidates. But he picked them. Right. Except for Dr. Oz, that he said Melania. That was her pick. <laughs> yeah, well, he I'm is, not joking. He said that. Yeah, she got one. Yeah, Trump Trump is denying that he that he was mad at Melania or whatever on that truth social thing. He had posted mm-hmm. something like Dr. Oz stopped being a quote-unquote denier. I guess he stopped talking about the 2020 election. And mm-hmm. Trump says that's one of the reasons why he lost. I mean, that that's that's just not true. Right. Look, you, you, I know I you know there are a lot of people who are just worn out by the 2020 thing. And saying, yeah. okay, you know, I think there were shenanigans that went on, and, and some people go as far as to say outright voter fraud was going on. But the question is, what do you do moving forward? You cannot live in the past like that. Totally and, agree. And, and period. That's it. Well, I think, and I've read this, and man, I wish I could give credit to whoever wrote this, and I, I haven't found it yet. Um, and it might have been the Federalist. I'm not sure. They said, you know, we owe a lot as far as Republicans to Donald Trump. And the line was because he took the Republican Party from being the old country club to a new shiny Costco. And I thought that was brilliant because it's true in so many different ways. As we've talked about, I don't know how many times, it used to be as long as you mentioned Ronald Reagan's name and said you had a proven conservative record, that was enough to be in the Republican Party. And... You know, Trump said things that no other Republican had said before. And Trump was actually standing up for the working class and bringing manufacturing jobs back, not selling them out for some corporation to get rich while Congress people were getting rich and Americans' jobs were going overseas. He was talking about bringing them back, and that resonated with people. He has done that for the party, Uh and he's owed a lot of credit. The question is now, where does the party go forward and it's going to be a massive fight not just between those two but it will be you know everyday working people voting republicans arguing back and forth about where the party should be so you know that part is certainly going to be interesting saw this there's uh 11 different signs that economic activity is plunging off a cliff okay you say that all right grain of salt um this is Michael Snyder from the Economic Collapse blog. But still, you look at a few different things, and I'm not trying to just paint it all doom and gloom. What? Well, when do you, what time of the day do you read the Economic Collapse blog? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't read that blog. It was shared by somebody else, and oh, I'm just I, reading I, I'm it. I'm just wondering. You don't want to do that before you go to sleep, do you? You never no, sleep. No. Get up in the morning, ruin your day? I don't know. Well... Hold on a second. What? There's something else, and I think, oh, is it Patricia Heaton? 
Yeah. The actress? Everybody loves Raymond? Yeah. Did I butcher her last name? No. I don't have it in front of me. You're right. And I'm paraphrasing this now. She put out something as far as, hey, uh, Republican Christians, just remember God's in control. It was, I'm paraphrasing again. You know, we don't look for other humans, you know, to save us. We're looking to God for that. So you always keep that in mind. It's not jumping off a cliff because the economy's going bad. But, yeah, we should be informed and know what's right. going on. Right. And so, yeah, I read this different stuff, and you, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt and see if there's a point to any of it. Like as this, used vehicle prices have plunged fastest pace that we've seen since 2008. Yeah. And you can say, well, that's good news. I'm looking for a car. Yeah. It is one of the signs the economy's not doing great. Yeah. Um, and do you believe this to be true? 74% of Americans will celebrate Thanksgiving? That's down. Wow. Because so many people are skipping the holiday to save money. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to get the food or I'm not going to travel. For Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Uh, consumer confidence in the housing market just hit an all-time low. All over America, companies are seeing depressingly low sales numbers. It's being reported that the net rising index is getting close to a level which corresponds to several past recessions. Well, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, a lot of layoffs have already started. Um, there's credit card debt. Yeah. 20 million households are behind on paying their power bills. Jeez. And that's going to get worse. To, okay, well, let's just switch gears. I think you get the picture. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> not funny. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's like, going to be okay, man. I'm processing all this information in my head right now. Like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's I'm, switch gears. Let's, I'm let's glad I overpaid for a used car eight months ago, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you need one, you need one. That's yeah, the thing, that's man. That's problem. Yeah. Uh, David, you have the story of Phil Knight. Yeah. From Nike, explaining why he supported a Republican candidate in Oregon. Yeah, well, it looks like Oregon will get another Democrat for governor. Tina Kotek has declared victory over the Republican uh, Christine Drazen. It was close, but yeah, it's over. Uh, Nike founder Phil Knight, though, surprisingly donated to Drazen's campaign after initially supporting the third-party candidate, who was a lifelong Democrat, was running as an independent, and is also responsible for... Uh, for Drazen making it close in this race. Uh, he was interviewed by CNBC about the decision he made, and it's not all that surprising, but it's interesting that he's one of the few people in a position like his that's willing to tell the truth to people. All right, let's hear it. No, I don't think it really sends a message, but, I, I'm, but I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm disappointed in the result. I'm not disappointed that I tried. This is a state that obviously I've lived in my whole life, and growing up here that... Uh, the public schools were excellent. Both my wife and I are products of public schools. That uh, I lived in a suburb of Portland, and uh, you left the doors unlocked at night, and it was just a safe, a really great place where it really had kind of a small town mentality for everybody, even though Portland was a fairly big town. Already starts to make you sad, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or something else. And that's changed now to I think there was a three to six month period last year. Well, Portland, Oregon was the murder capital of the U.S. It had more murders per capita than Chicago. It's got a huge drug addiction problems. Uh, it basically passed a law that cocaine and uh, and heroin are legal. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to help out the addicts. Yeah. So that always works. Yeah. What? Hey, man, David yeah, wanted to switch gears to that I... story. I didn't know it was going to be that much of a bummer. That's his story. Don't look at me. 
Look at him. He brought it in. Yeah, well. Well, I grew up in a time. I mean, I grew up in a small town, so did you. I mean, yes. You didn't lock your doors at night either, you know? Well, no. I mean, no, it made it a lot harder to sneak out. Uh, somebody was going to steal something. There were people, friends of yours, probably. Yeah. Or, you know, leaving the car open. Yeah, all that Doors, stuff. you yeah, know, that sort of thing. About it at all. I mean, yes. Gosh dang. It's going to be all right. We're going to turn it around. It There's to good tell signs this, like, out Walton's there. Walton's esque story with Grandpa Walton. <laughs> and then it turns into like Rod Serling by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's going to be okay. And there's something that will always make you laugh. You know, we left the doors open. It was a small town. And, and everybody, everybody knew your together. name. You knew everybody's name, right? Yeah, you got junkies on the street dying, and, uh, you know. You knew everyone's name. Yeah. Auchinclaw sauce. I knew See, I, I they, knew Mr. Auchinclaw sauce. I delivered his paper to him every day. And his nickname was Saucy. Saucy yeah. Right? His first name was Randy. Randy Saucy. <laughs> Gotta keep your sense of humor. It's gonna be alright. Do you know what real voter suppression looks like? We have an example. David has this. Gotta hear it next. Here to help, not to hurt, you know that. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. What does voter suppression really look like, David? Oh, well, uh, according to leftist activists, it means lines. Any what? line. You know, don't, don't call into question what happened in Arizona on Tuesday. Uh, that's just a conspiracy theory. But if people had to wait in line, that's voter suppression, at, at, at least if it's like on a college campus or something. Uh, everything went well with the elections in Texas, even though... You know, it passed this law that was described as Jim Crow on steroids. People have to, what, use an ID to vote? Oh, no. But the activist class can't let it go because at the University of Texas at San Antonio, there was a crazy long line. This was kind of a one-off. Nowhere else had lines like this. Uh, People had to wait two to four hours if they showed up, you know, within 30 minutes of the polls closing. So you show up late on election day after two weeks of early voting. uh, And, oh, no, we have to wait. Founder of a group called Radical Registrars told News for San Antonio that clearly this was voter suppression. Okay. It was just insane, like just the amount of people there. It just took way, way longer than it should have. With the lines like that, that is just, you know, voter suppression. People shouldn't have to wait um, hours upon hours. (laughs) My wife voted early. It took her like... 10 minutes to do it. And she had two kids with her. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm sorry. You I show know, up man. half an hour before close. You know, and- s- some people, David, in this country can't afford alarm clocks. <laughs> <laughs> we need alarm clock equity. Equity now. Today. Now. You know what, Scott? People said you, you got to do something to cheer up Robbins. He seems down. I found a nice story. Let's do it. Nova Scotia beach 16 dolphins get stranded okay hold on the good news they're all saved good people in the area heard about it on social media they come around i mean they've got shovels tarps sleds saved all 16 i know what a dolphin sounds like. that's nice good yes for those that don't know you have a special place in your heart for dolphins I, i love dolphins i'm an animal guy you know that if you didn't know this after Robin's heart attacks, when his first time back on the air and we asked about a bucket list, first thing he said. I would like to uh, hug a dolphin. And David Van Camp made that happen for him last year in San Antonio. I know, and it was wonderful. I had a great time. See? that You feel better now? I do. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Hey, excuse me. I got that little thing. A little, you know. I know. You got something going on with you. You got groat in your throat. I tested. What? I'm negative, okay? I know. I, well, I, you better be because I'm like two feet away from you. You're fine. Okay. That's why I test. I have good news. People are getting a break from inflation. Yeah. This is outstanding. Stop the press. That's what uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre had to say this morning. <laughs> she was asked uh, about the report that Meta, the company that owns Facebook, is laying off thousands of employees. Uh, and she was asked whether or not that's a sign that overall um, layoffs, massive layoffs are coming. Okay. Roll it. So we are aware of the layoffs at Meta and other um, other tech companies that you just laid out, Kristen. I, I don't have a comment on the moves announced by Meta today specifically, but more broadly speaking, the most recent jobs and CPI report, the one from today, suggests that the U.S. economy continues to grow, and it's also adding jobs, which is incredibly important. And Americans are begin, beginning to see a much more needed break in inflation, so that does matter. Uh, uh, prices were up <laughs> in in the report that, that, that the October consumer price index measuring the cost of goods for Americans showed that inflation is still running really hot. Increased well, 0.4% over the previous month and went up 7.7% uh, in the last 12 months. And they're, what they're saying, what they're trying to actually say is even though everything you pay for is more expensive now and keeps getting more expensive every month, because it missed expectations, then it means good stuff happened. That's her truth, bigot. Lay <laughs> okay, off. sure. Dude, they lie all the time. It's like, no, everything's going great. Yeah, yeah everything's no fine. Yeah, it's all good. Did you okay. see that we're on track to lose the House and might lose the Senate? Well, obviously, because it wasn't a massive red wave, that means we won. I don't know if you can make that argument, but okay. Doesn't it seem, though, that's how the White House is taking it? Oh, that yeah. was Biden yesterday. No, Basically, that's... I'm not going to change anything. Yeah. And, and again, I know this doesn't affect the makeup of Congress whatsoever, but if you look at Republicans right now, take, you know, the popular vote, the thing liberals love to point out right now it is republicans ahead by like something like seven percent that that's a sign that okay it wasn't as bad as it could have been for democrats which i guess you can say is a victory mm -hmm. but it you, you need to make some changes now for me i think no just just keep doing what you're doing because that's how we take the quickest route to president DeSantis. Not only that, just to mention real quick, and I don't have the story in front of me, just by memory, and I, we can get into it later. Maybe you've seen this, that when you look at local elections throughout the country, it really did go in Republicans' favor, especially when you're talking about school boards all over the place. Yeah. That's really good news. Mm -hmm. 
Remember they used to say, hey, these local elections probably affect your life more than the national ones. They probably do. Uh, There might be a point to that. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of those races, you know, parents were fed up and went out and voted. And, you know, those were good things. It'll take a little while to really digest everything. But the initial reaction, especially from people that wanted to see the red wave, was just disappointed because there was such the buildup. You really thought, oh, my gosh, it's going to win all over the place. And I don't think, you know, when you look back at it maybe months from now, maybe years from now, the one that's going to stick out for a lot of people is Fetterman. Oh, my gosh, yeah. How in the world did that happen? Yeah. Holy smokes. Okay, David, I want to get to this story. Um, And you have it. Liberal TV host suggesting, is this, Bobert? is going to do adult stuff if she loses her election? Yeah. Yeah, the great women respecters on the left are at it again. On MSNBC, Joy Reid and Democratic Party strategist Kurt Bardella were talking about Republican Representative Lauren Boebert, who is in an extremely close race. Last I saw, she barely has the lead again. Mm -hmm. But that was somewhat unexpected, um, that it would be this close. And the, the potential for her to actually lose it, that was something that was very unexpected. Um, but, again, the great women respecters on the left had this to say about Lauren <laughs> Boebert. What if she goes, what if she loses? And what job will she have? Because I don't even think well, shooters think exist it's... anymore. Beep, beep, I don't think shooters exist anymore. What may well, I, I guess it, it, might be a, it might be a gain for, for, for OnlyFans. Uh, I, I don't know what she would do in this scenario, but I think. You kind, suck. Kind of weird for a guy to admit that he, you know. Goes to Jeffrey Tubin on a member of Congress. <laughs> I think he just told on himself there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. It, 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 that's those people. Yeah. You know, at the same time, do we have fun with other people? Oh, sure. sure. But, yeah, when you are supposed to be the guardian of women and the respecter of yeah. women. Yeah. Well, I can tell you where she could go. Blah, blah, blah. At least he didn't suggest Joy Reid do it. <laughs> well, she laughs because there's jealousy there. She does it for not only fans. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to get into that game, <laughs> I mean, no one would ever take that seriously. No, because the first question would be, who would ever pay? Yeah, well, she might be a hit on Only Blind. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> Off and running. I'm just saying the, the rules have changed, right? right oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought, okay, it was. It was, Robert, I follow her on Twitter. And this was this morning as I was looking at a couple of things. Her tweet this morning was nothing but good morning, Jesus is Lord. That's it. Maybe she'll do OnlyFans. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of women, you saw the exit polling, right? 70% of single women voted Democrat in the midterms. So there's going to be a lot of talk about this going forward. Like, okay, what can Republicans do to reach out to single women? Any ideas off the top of your head? I, I, well, the difficulty that they face, especially with young liberal women, is, is the abortion issue. And I'm not suggesting that you moderate your stance overall with where mainstream Republicans are on that. But to me, it is kind of a recognition that... The left has them, and you just got to do better elsewhere. You know, on that issue, there was a take that I saw that I had not heard before about the abortion issue. Mm-hmm. 
Because I think, and this is probably the case most of the time, there are women that would say, hey, it is my body. I don't want anybody telling me, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. This take was from a woman saying the state is their only husband. It's entirely economic as culture abandons marriage and the economic security it provides for women. It's also why they care so much about abortion. Half the men can't provide for a family, so the women sleeping with them don't want to be tied to them. Whoa! I'd never heard that take. What was that last last phrase again? The men can't provide for Half them? the men can't provide for a family, so the women sleeping with them don't want to be tied to them. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of this conversation I heard between Jordan Peterson and uh, Josh Hawley, senator from uh, Missouri about how we have to do a better job as a society of growing young men into responsible young men that have goals and honestly that aren't just sitting around playing video games, watching porn, and wasting their life away because they've been abandoned in so many different ways. And the whole point, Jordan Peterson's talked about this a lot, of when you challenge young men to aspire to something and keep challenging, a lot of times it works out well, but there's no one to do it. No. And men are devalued in this culture quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and so as far as not a lot of suitable guys that a woman wants to spend their life with or can count on to be a partner to build a family, that's really something. There might be something to that. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you think about where the culture is right now, especially what you hear from lefty media is that all men should just shut up and, and stay quiet instead of te- saying, Hey, you need to be respectful of, of women and, you know, for, yeah. you know, hammering home, no means no. And, and all of those types of things don't be a creep towards women. The, the, the message has been for years that if you're a man, you just need to shut up. You just need to be quiet. And one of the things that we've talked about a lot, with the infusion of things like critical race theory as well, is when you look at black men and white men, what that ideology tells them is that for a white guy, you're evil and there's nothing you can do about it. You're mm-hmm. racist and you just need to shut up. And yes. you're going to be attacked for, for issuing an opinion. And if you're a black man, you're helpless. There's nothing you can do right. about that. And that's incre- that seeps in. And that's incredibly damaging to any man. To have that drilled into your skull. Yes. So as a society, we have to do better there. Well, we're like one generation removed from, I mean, my my dad's generation. I mean, you didn't didn't get any badges for going to work every day and providing for a family. That's just what the expectation was. Yes. That's what you did. Yeah. Well, I thought this was interesting, too. And as Stepman, senior policy analyst at Independent Women's Forum, um, was talking about the breakout of the election and the 70% of single women voting Democrat. Um, and the statement was, on the right, we love to mock and complain about this, but millennials will have the highest proportion of unmarried and childless women hitting 40, probably in all of human history, and they will vote to ruin your life. Like, holy smokes. Yeah. And we've talked about the birth rate going down. Yeah. That's a big problem, not just in the United States. That's all over the world. 
But yeah, that we we're going into the future seeing a stat that we've never seen before. That amount of people not married or without kids mm-hmm. going into their forties. Yeah, that's that's gonna be something. Um quick question. Um is it okay for a five year old boy to have his birthday at Hooters? I think it's no. Little, I think that's a little creepy. Yeah. No. The answer is no. This is making the rounds, you know. This was New York Post had this story. Although it would have been cool if one of my buddies would have invited me. When you were five? I don't know. You didn't think about Hooters then, no. So what age would you have been wanted? About 11, 12, probably. <laughs> See, this used to be the conversation that would come up at like once a year. Because someone would do it or it was a youth baseball team, that sort yeah. of thing. They got great wings. And it's interesting because you're seeing some of the people yeah. that are saying, yeah, that's really irresponsible. But teach them, you know, transactivism right. at five. Yeah. You <laughs> freaks. That's okay. <laughs> Go to the drag no. show, but not Hooters. Right. <laughs> The drag show that How about just suck. keep sex yeah. away from the kids? Can you just do that? Is that too much to ask? All right. Much more to get to. News update. And oh, <laughs> talk about feminism. We got a story for you next. Okay. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. David Van Camp. Got some problems in Arizona. There's a, you know, there is a little uh, printing ballots malfunction, weird, you know, <laughs> fine. Only affected about 70 voting locations here. Fine. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Normal. This is this is just normal. A part of it. Be patient, okay? About 400,000 ballots left to be counted in one county. About uh, 600 and change thousand that are left to be counted statewide in Arizona. Of course, as Carrie Lake, the gubernatorial candidate, Republican, is like hanging on by a thread of being competitive to Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State of Arizona, also the Democrat running yes. in that race. Uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Uh, name is Bill Gates, by the way. I saw that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no relation. Already mm-hmm. very questionable, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, was asked on CNN just now. Uh, hey, when do you think you're going to be able to have all these vote, votes counted? Yeah. I think that we'll see the lion's share here wrap up by early next week. <laughs> early next week. What? Early next week? Next week. <laughs> okay, David, you've been in the news game for a while. Explain, please, how, why, you know, you know, what? I, I would say that in a very close race, Obviously, there may be recounts involved. They want to make sure that they're getting it right. I get that. I totally understand that. And so you could still be counting votes and processing votes when it's a very, very, very close race, as opposed to what you may have seen in other states where they're still counting votes, but the election's over because whoever the candidate was has a big enough margin that there's no way the the other candidate's going to come back. But in this situation where they're – taking into next week when you're not talking about recounts when you're not talking about all of those things like the bush v gore debacle right. in 2000 yes that's pretty crazy i got no explanation for that other than well something happened to the counting machines or the tabulators whatever uh in maricopa county that's crazy man okay remember the other day when i said that harmy Dillon, the lawyer on Tucker's show quite a bit, 
had tweeted out on Tuesday they had 29 GOP lawyers on the ground. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, is th- is that happen all the time, or are they expect expecting shenanigans? That's the first thing that comes to my mind. And then to see this play out, then you understand why. Meanwhile, if you say what I just said, election denier, mm-hmm. that's what you're called for saying this is nuts. But it was odd, man, when Biden went out there a week ahead of time and said, hey, you got to be patient. It takes a while. Yeah. Well, why? Well, again, yeah. people have brought no, up. I, I mean, I you just had why. the there's no good reason. Third no. largest state devastated by a hurricane can get this done in a day. Yeah. Well, part of it is just the process that they use, because uh, when they get their early ballot dropped off, they can't be counted that night. They have to be signature checked, scanned first, then processed by a bipartisan board before they can be counted. Voter suppression! (laughs) Okay. All right. So early next week is now. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait because, you know, Carrie Lake's going to go out and make a statement about that. Mm -hmm. See if these voting voting judges in Arizona ran a dry cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Have to drop it off in July to have it for Christmas. Wouldn't have jobs, man. You wouldn't have a job. Of course not. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David. Is that it? That, that's one of them. Early next week. All right, here we go. Um, and also, you know, the inflation, the report, it's kind of flying under the radar today because there's all the talk about the election, but uh, inflation is still out of control. Uh, and the White House is still saying that it's not. <laughs> I mean, we are just in complete fantasy land right now. Okay, it's going to get better. Things are starting to change. Yeah, I believe that. What man? I you give me some dirty looks sometimes, Robbins. So well, a, I mean, I love your enthusiasm. I just don't know where it comes from. Sometimes that's all. Because I think more people are starting to understand. You could look at different trends and take positive out of that. A lot of work to do. How's that? You got okay. your big three of the day. Yeah. All right. Trifecta in the news update. Thanks. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to the trifecta, you have a news update, David? Yeah. Well, this is very interesting. Uh, Joe Biden says he's planning on running for re-election, and he might be announcing the decision early next year, which is probably where we're going to get the results from the Arizona uh, races, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's waiting on that one. <laughs> They'll be announced on Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, he says right now he just hasn't had time to sit down and talk with Dr. Joe Biden about it. Oh, okay. You know what? I was just distracted, too, because I knew we were going to get to another story, and I needed to look up our bets, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to lose that bet of Biden will not be the president February 1st, 2023. That bet was made earlier this year. Robin said, yes, he will. I can't only, believe I'm going to win it. I really don't want to win. Well, I kind of want to win it. Uh, yeah, it's only I mean, five yeah, bucks. Thing, well, and it's you owe me forty. I know. Well, that'll help the deficit. It'll reduce. You also owe David twenty. Deficit. You owe everybody. Wow. Uh, the other Van Camp said Kamala would be the president July first, twenty twenty-three. Robbins, you said no. I, I think he's going to win that bet. 
at this point because it wasn't a total shellacking on the part of the Democrats. Right. You're right, David. Absolutely. That they're not going to jettison the old man at this I thought point. the same thing. And we have another bet ending at the end of this year, and that would be Kim Kardashian passing the bar exam. Van Camp said, yes, she would. I said, no. Yeah. Yeah, I've lost it. She better get to work. No, I've lost it. Looking that way. Did you see she's getting uh, ripped on for pretending to cook? Because she has personal chefs and everything else, so she puts this thing out on social media where she's like, I want to cook healthy for my family. And everybody's like, you're a joke. Her whole life cook. Her whole life is pretend. Why are they mad about that part? I don't know. Just one of those things. Okay. So I think we're all up to date with anything with the election where yeah. we're at. Arizona's going to be. Who knows? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I did see, as far as like mayor of L.A. Yeah. They're really getting after it. Right now, 44% of the vote's in. Yeah, right. How is that? I, you know, that again, I, it, I, I, I have no way to explain that when someone asks. So why does it take so long? And then I looked at David to explain it to us, and he can't. No, we're well, done. We're tapped. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm just saying this to trigger the people who like to weigh in on our Facebook page. But well, it's because they're they're rigging it, obviously. Well, my dad told me when I was little, they're all rigged. You know that. <laughs> well, and, denier. Yeah. Illinois can call the governorship before any votes are tabulated. Right. <laughs> I'd never seen that before. That was a new one. Well, Oregon did that too, or they did that for Oregon. Uh, for the Senate race, it was like, and the polls have closed, and Ron Wyden wins. Yes, but it's boom. It's like that. Crazy. All right, are you ready, Rob? Yeah, let's for your go. Three of the yeah. day, let's do this. Are you ready? One, two, look at you all. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time. Scott's top three of the day. Always something like a zero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, buddy. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Uh, number three, the University of Chicago has postponed a racist course. Yeah, we thought it, for a while there they canceled the whole thing. The class is um, the problem of whiteness. That was the course you could take. Yeah. And they're still going to offer the course, they say. Mm-hmm. But because it tra- attracted such negative attention online, they're going to push it back to the term later than originally planned. Now, they're say, saying exactly what prompted the delay, but the instructor, Rebecca Journey, wheel in the sky, uh, <laughs> a teaching fellow in anthropology, did not respond for a request for comment. But this, they said that they are still going to go through with it. One people, people are pointing to one student who stirred the horn's nest, a guy named Daniel Schmidt, who started this thing on his own. He said, you have to wonder what the solution to the problem of whiteness would be. Yeah. This is how people who detest white people think and talk. And they have taken over all our universities under the guise of academic freedom. No sane professor can oppose it without risking their career. Went on to say, well, white students in my college complain about this course? Of course they won't. They're used to this by now. They know better than to step out of line. They must keep their heads down. Shut up and tolerate second-class treatment. That's the reality. They're the problem. And he raised enough hell online, apparently, by people all across the country who joined in that they decided to at least postpone the class. Well, postpone. dude, imagine. Well, I think cool off a little bit. I mean, you're going to go exactly where I was going to go, David. I can feel it. Yeah. Imagine any other 
racial, I mean, with the exception of Asians, I mean, you could probably yeah. get away with doing a class of the problem with Asians these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem with the Jews, the problem with blacks, the problems with Latinos. I mean, if you were to actually have a whole course dedicated to that, you would be just completely, completely shunned from academia and for good reason. Oh, you'd be done. You would never work again. Well, the reaction no. from pretty much everybody would be, well, that's racist. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And the professor teaching it, white woman. Well, of course. <laughs> just like, what's her name? The fragility lady. Yeah. I, I just blanked on her name, too. She's not important enough to remember. No, she's not. Okay. We're getting closer and closer to number one. The Scott Robbins top three of the day, the trifecta up to number two. Uh, Ana Navarro from CNN says that DeSantis only won because he gamed the system. Yeah, what? we're we're making election denial great again. And Ana Navarro <laughs> is right out front. Uh, this is what she had to say after the sweeping win by Ron DeSantis and Republicans in Florida. Here we go. Ron DeSantis barely won in 2018 by 35,000 votes by the skin of his teeth against a black progressive little known mayor from Tallahassee, Florida. It didn't. T- yesterday he won by 20 percentage points. Why? Because he gamed the system. Because he turned Florida into an unlevel playing field. They changed election laws, making it harder to vote by mail. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, okay. So, again, I guess it's safe for an election denier on ABC. I just want you both to know right now, I don't feel safe. You don't? No, I feel very very unsafe. Democracy died a little bit just then. That's true. All of a sudden, they're okay with election denial. That's right. Okay, because he gamed the system. That's how he did it. He gamed it. Okay. Scott Robbins, top three of the day, the trifecta, rolling right along all the way up to number one. Yeah. Uh, number one, this is a shocking development to me. David Hogg, that's the dumb college kid who used the murder of his classmates to get famous. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, good guy. Uh, David Hogg, you agree with him. I do, and I never thought I'd come across this, but I did. I mean, everybody knows we're divided right now. But occasionally, you get some much-needed bipartisanship, and I want you to know right now that David Hogg and I are in lockstep. I can't wait to hear this. He tweeted out, Florida needs Stacey Abrams. And I agree. They do. Run her. Go ahead. Take her down there and run her. What a gift. Thank you, David. Based on what? <laughs> Come on. Feelings. Okay. Is it some sort of strategy she has? Is it you know some sort of policy that she has? Is it just the fresh ideas always coming out of Stacey Abrams? What is the fascination? I don't get it. Well, she was created by Oprah. And the media. Okay. She was, she was a creation. But she's lost twice. Well, I mean, what the Republican Badly. Party needs, though, is someone who loses all the time to run against them. Okay. Therefore, I am encouraged David Hogg to continue this line of thought. How about Beto next? Maybe Florida needs Beto. All right. That is the Scott Robbins trifecta. Want another one? Do you want to, I got another story. Well, yeah, you if you want to throw one out there, go ahead. I thought this was interesting. Just wanted your quick take on this. Okay. So, and I saw this at Fox News, the Stanford women's basketball coach, legend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tara Vanderveer. Yeah. Apparently is taking issue with the gymnast from LSU, Olivia Dunn, because she's earning a lot of money 
in the name, image, likeness sponsorships that you can get in college now? Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's totally above board now. Yeah. So Olivia is a junior going into the 2023 season and has this massive social media following. Okay. Earns around $2 million with various sponsorships. Wow. Like an activewear brand. But for the legendary Stanford women's basketball coach, not liking that. Okay. Said, I guess sometimes we have this swinging pendulum where maybe we take two steps forward and then we take a a step back. This is what she said in the Freeling New York Times. We're fighting for all the opportunities to compete, to play, to have resources, to have facilities, to have coaches, and all the things that go with Olympic caliber athletics. This is a step back. Why? I think because she's saying that this girl has such this social media following and is an influencer because of her looks. That's basically what it comes down to. Because I think in the New York Times they were kind of saying, well, sex sells here. And people want to see well, the images of you her. you want to remove every social influencer who's getting by on their looks, you'll have no one left. <laughs> but I think her point is it's because it's women's athletics in college, and that's a step backwards. Tell you, man, wasn't the, wasn't the bitching and whining about selling likenesses and we want the money and we deserve the money? And wasn't that how this whole thing started? I mean, they I, have the ability if they want to, the basketball players. If somebody wants to pay them. Yes. You know. What do you think, David? About just the endorsement thing in general or this particular thing? The... This thing with the Stanford coach and saying that's a step backwards. Well, I'm sorry, but that that's how you get people to care about women's sports. Yeah, It's not like there's not any dude influencers out there. Right. That are college athletes that are always posting pics of those guys working out shirtless. Yeah. Six-pack abs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just part of the reality. So we want women's stuff, but only on our terms. Right. And if you get a little too sexy there, then no. Don't want any of that. Okay. Just, just want to know exactly what that is. Weren't we all, like, a couple of years ago supposed to, like, be fawning over... Uh, Serena Williams because she wore some like sparkly necklace thing. Oh yeah. And then there was the Black Panther tribute, I think, with like the black leotard or something that she was wearing. Yes. Yep. Yes. So that's okay. Yes, because she slays queen <laughs> or whatever they say. Yeah. Okay. Because we get to pick and choose who we like. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Whatever. So there you go. We only like good-looking people making money when they're on our side. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there you have it. And there you go. There's your trifecta. Good job as always, Robbins. Appreciate it. All right. Another news update. They keep coming out. And then, oh, Nimrod's in the news. Hmm. This is pretty good. It it includes a 10-pound log of ground beef as a weapon. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markey, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Pretty interesting here. Winsome Sears, uh, Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, part of the big red wave that happened last year in Virginia with Glenn Youngkin. I think it's safe to say one of our favorite politicians out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. At this Um, state. And not a shrill person, not a shrill never-Trump person, but on Fox Business... Said, yeah, Trump should sit out 2024. 
Oh, was she asked the question? Yeah, this was on Fox Business. Here she is. When we look at the mission, and as a Marine, we're looking at the mission, and, you know, the voters have spoken, and they have said that they want a different leader. And a true leader understands when they have become a liability. A true leader understands that it's time to step off the stage. And the voters have given us that very clear message. So because does that, does that apply within the Republican Party, Lieutenant Governor, to Donald Trump, that it's time to step off the stage? Yes, a house divided against itself cannot stand, and, and indeed, that's where we are today. And as I said before, America is the prize. Why do we want, want to win elections? It's because we've got to learn to love, to get, love each other, live together, uh, govern together, and the voters are saying enough is enough. <laughs> well, sorry. Man, that's dropping the hammer, isn't it? Yes, I've it is. It cough all week yeah. i didn't cough for effect there i'm just like wow okay give me a chance well <laughs> we did no i dude you've noticed this building over weeks but then after tuesday it's flipped we yeah. talked about it earlier and the attitude out there is totally different than it was a week ago there were already some people saying desantis is the way yeah forward well and but th- did you see the cover of the new york post today I did, but now I can't remember what it was. Well, yesterday it was DeSantis, but it said the future. Yeah. Today's is Trump as Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Like and didn't yeah. build the wall. It was like holy smokes, man. Yeah, and I, I to me, it's kind of like I, I'm not mad at Trump. I'm not. I, it's, it's just sort of like okay, well, it's pretty clear. It's you built something great within the Republican Party. You let let other people take the mantle and go don't destroy your legacy by by right. forcing the issue here well i'll admit this when i heard him go after DeSantis with the desanctimonious mm-hmm. i was angered at that moment i'm like dude what are you doing mm-hmm. yeah, don't do that heaven's why <laughs> because the guy's doing very well. Why attack him? I understand he's a competitor, but still, dude, you're thinking about the future of the country. All right, we got to get to Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We go to Ohio. 27-year-old woman, Manika Gamer. What a name. Gamer. She is, too. She is a gamer. Well, she's pleaded no contest due to disorderly conduct after getting into an altercation with 37-year-old Precious Jackson, a neighbor of Manika's. Okay, apparently Manika sees Precious at the Walmart. They've had history. Manika flew into a rage, attacked Precious. First, she tried to spit on her. Mm. She missed. But when she missed... She reached into Precious's cart, grabbed a $22 log of beef, 10 pounds, started clobbering Precious with it. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Precious did survive the beefing. You know, <laughs> Manika fled the scene and then was arrested. She's in a lot of trouble, and that's Nimrod's in the news. Fully tenderized. <laughs> 